Hey everyone, welcome back to We Weren't Friends in High School, the podcast where I talk to former classmates from Wissahickon High School in the suburbs of Philadelphia. I'm Brad Corbett, class of 2001. If you haven't yet, listen to episode 239 with Hank Jones, available everywhere you get your podcasts, and of course, available on video as well at youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. The first four episodes of Bel Air have been released on Peacock. I watched them last week and I loved it. If you've seen Bel Air but haven't listened to the podcast, make sure you go do that. If you've listened to the podcast, go check out Bel Air. Support Hank. Peacock is free with ads. No sweat for you. Class of 2001, alert, alert. Paige Miller has put a poll on the 2001 alumni Facebook page with several possible dates for our 21st reunion. If you haven't yet, go to the Class of 2001 Facebook page, click on Paige's post, and let our officers know which dates look best for you. And while you're there, follow the podcast on Facebook as well as Instagram at We Weren't Friends in High School. Make sure you like, subscribe, follow, and rate the podcast everywhere you're listening or watching need those likes and subscribes this week my guest is finally lauren davis lauren davis was meant to be the very first guest ever when we weren't friends in high school mike clyburn was actually the first guest i talked to booked episode 101 but prior to the recording I got in touch with Lauren, who was in town from North Carolina. We had set up a, a day and time for her to come into the city and record, but it never panned out. She had to cancel, and I've been chasing her since 2019 to make up this episode with me. I finally got her to say yes. You'll find out how that happened during the podcast, but I got to tell you, I was so glad that we connected. Lauren was a lot of fun. Really great conversation, very personal, one that I got to be honest, I did not expect to get into with Lauren. And before we start, if no one has seen any of the Scream movies, I'm talking Scream 1, Scream 2, Scream 3, we are going to ruin that shit for you in this conversation. So here's your spoiler warning. If you haven't seen any of the Scream movies yet, I don't, I don't know what to tell you, but I'm not going to take the blame. That is your warning. With that disclaimer out of the way, here is my conversation with Lauren Davis. There we go. Uh-oh. You're one of like the most on-time early guests that I've, I've had in the history of the show, so. I try. Which is good because you're only about two years late, so. <laughs> I mean, I felt like it was fair. <laughs> been asking for two years. <laughs> but turnabout fair play in that my my one story that i have of you from high school is just oh God, a com have one? just complete yeah i've told you that like just complete disrespect of uh first uh last like last week of school we are in line um for graduate do you actually remember this when you told me it, it i vaguely was like oh yeah i remember people saying like oh hi <laughs> like who are you? <laughs> oh. Yeah. So for, for people that haven't heard me tell this story, but I've, I've told it with a previous guest and um, and we've talked about it just briefly. But last week of school, uh, of course, C-O-D-A, um, I turn around. You're like four people behind me, probably four lockers next to me my entire high school career. And I turn to you and I say and I go and I look at you and you're just standing there and I go, who are you? <laughs> you're like, 
I'm Lauren Davis, Brad. And I'm like, <laughs> you go to the school? And you're like, yeah. And I'm like, the whole time you've been going to this school? It's <laughs> no. the last week of school. Not the um, whole time. So when did you actually come to Wizahickon then? This is all news to me then. I won't feel as bad. <laughs> Help me out. I know. Like, hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> it really is like on par with the name of your podcast because we were not friends in high school. We were friends. <laughs> no. Um, so I moved to Bluebell right in the middle of 10th grade. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, but so my story is kind of weird because I grew up in Phoenixville. Oh, okay. Not too far. Not too far. Yeah. We, um, oh gosh, my dad was always like trying to climb the corporate ladder and that whole spiel. And we moved. So I grew up in Phoenixville. We then moved to Kentucky <laughs> in the middle of seventh grade. Talk oh. about a culture shock. Yeah. So then seventh grade to the middle of 10th grade, I was in Kentucky. And then he worked at a bank. That bank got bought. So he lost his job. And he was like, we're going back to Philly. <laughs> wow. And I, I distinctly remember my parents sitting us down and saying, like, do you want to go back to Phoenixville or do you want to start somewhere new? And my best friend growing up, like, you know, you're, you're a kid. And at that age, she had moved on, made all these new friends, joined the band. And so I very much was like, I'm not going to fit in to my mm. old group, but let's just start somewhere new. So we went to, were you keeping in contact with that? You were keeping in contact with that friend while you were in Kentucky? No. Well, a little bit. So when I moved in seventh grade, probably, oh gosh, it was crazy. Actually, I can remember friends <laughs> sending me tapes of Y100 mail yeah. to, to my address in Kentucky. Like, please don't listen to country music. Like, you have to stay cool. You have to listen to rock. Like, <laughs> You have to still listen to like Green Day, like you're moving to the South. Like, <laughs> so they would send me cassette tapes of recordings of Y100, which I loved. But after like a year, lost touch with those friends. So mm. no. Yeah. Uh, we reconnected after college. Ironically, she found me on wow. Facebook. So what yeah. is the school district? Um, what is the school district in Phoenixville? Oh, I have no idea. <laughs> oh, you don't even know what the school district was? No. Like what like what middle school you were in? Um all right, you're really gonna my memory is so bad. So I'll I went a, to I'll do it. I went to Barkley Elementary and then I went to what was my middle school? I guess it was Phoenixville area middle school. Yeah, because it's right next to the high school. Yeah, Phoenix Area School District. Phoenix <laughs> Area School District. Yeah, so it's very it's creative. It's for <laughs> I should have known that. <laughs> so, wow. So, what, I mean, that is the age. Some people have talked about coming to Wissahickon, um, you know, like kind of like that teen, that early teen time. Um, I, I can only imagine what the difference is. Um Right, it was like going to Kentucky. Yeah. yeah, that's a big jump, right? Kentucky was a culture shock. I remember, <laughs> I remember the first day of school, walking in, and immediately there was a kid, real skinny kid, big old belt buckle, cowboy hat, like legitimate, like 
country kid. And I was just like, where the hell am I? And mm. how am I like, just moved here from outside of Philadelphia. Like there was no diversity whatsoever. They prayed in front of the American flag every morning. And this was a public school. Mm-hmm. So I'm just walking into Kentucky like, nope, <laughs> wow. this is not going to be good for me. Um, but I ended up loving it. I made some really great friends there. Really? I still talk to them. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. What helped What helped bring you along there um, to where you end up loving it? Um, one of my neighbors was also, I think she moved after me. I think I'll have to ask her if she remembers. I, so one of my neighbors also was brand new to the school. So we instantly clicked because of that. And it also helped that she was a cheerleader. So, <laughs> so, like so that I popularity. kind of like, yeah, it was built in for her. And then I just kind of tagged along. <laughs> Uh, prior to leaving for Kentucky, what was the vibe? What were you into? What kind of a kid were you were? What kind of kid were you growing up like in Phoenixville? I was such a nerd. At least I think I was a nerd. <laughs> um, always knows in a book, a uh, big reader. I wanted to be a journalist. Like I remember trying to start a neighborhood uh, newspaper, um, really into that kind of stuff. Just always like studying and like good grades. Never did any sports. Um, played piano, so just kind of awkward nerd. Yeah. You're probably gonna see my pets. I've got the dog on one side, and the cat's about to come up on the other side. Well, I'll tell you. So you know, I, I obviously follow you on Instagram, uh, so I, <laughs> I get a good dose of of seeing you with the pets. Uh, yeah. Uh, my girlfriend is huge into Cavaliers. Oh, so, so she would like my dog. Yeah. So actually, this morning we did. Uh, we did about a, a an eight minute, uh, almost embarrassed a minute, but I'll admit it. We did about an eight minute watch through your your fur your fur Instagram story highlight. Yeah. Sure. Uh, so she could see all your all your Cavalier photos. Yeah. <laughs> how long have yeah. you had? How long have you had these? Uh, the cat is gonna be fourteen. The cat's a funny story. The cat was a gift. Of course. <laughs> that's how we all get our yeah. cats. I know. I was like 22 living on my own for the first time. And my dad was like, you're not home enough to have a dog. So he surprised me for my birthday with a cat. I had never been around cats. So I'm like, what do I do with it? Like, do I need to train it? I had no idea. So she's almost 14. And then the dog is nine. So then you get to um, you get to middle school. Is it is it seventh grade middle school there? Does it start in six? What's the I know some some different schools are off as far as what's middle school and what's high school. Uh, Kentucky was seventh, seventh and eighth. So what's that vibe like? You know, one, it's for for me, I've talked often about how hard it was with our middle school being that we had pods. And I felt like every year you were starting over as far as like friend group. You were literally starting over. Um, You meet this friend who's a cheerleader. How long does that take? What's the vibe? Is it, are there, obviously the cheerleader, I mentioned like, you know, it's the cool kid, right? So is that, is that vibe still prevalent in Kentucky? Oh yeah. Yeah. Kentucky was pretty clicky. Um, But they're also like really about community. So it was big into the football games, that whole thing. Um, So once you kind of got into a group, like it was pretty quick for me. I know my brother was a little different. My brother's shy. He's a year older. Um, 
So it was easier for me just, I think, because of I'm a little more outgoing than he was. But, hmm. you know, Kentucky, it ended up being a, a cool experience. That's interesting. So then, uh, so then it's tenth grade that you're you're coming back. So you're like fifteen, sixteen. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when the choice is laid out, do we want to do Phoenixville or do we want to do another school? Was it specifically was it Hicken or was it we're gonna take our pick? Was it did your parents find it based off of where the next job was? Um, I'm checking. Gosh, I'm trying to remember where my dad's office actually was. I want to say he was in Oaks area. So it was pretty open to like, he was willing to commute, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they really based it off of that was was one of the better schools in the area. Um, so I don't think I had much say in that mm-hmm. part of it. <laughs> um, and Wissahickon was tough. It was definitely tough. Like even today I was trying to think back at who, who did I, even hang out with i know i didn't go to a single party i did not go to a single football game like but i ate lunch every day like i i remember having lunch with um Godey and pat novak and kind of their group mm-hmm. um sarah foster kind of took me under her wing a little bit oh, in yeah. classes yep um but otherwise i really trying to come up with memories. I don't know if it's because I was the new person, but yeah, was again was tough. Do you consider, some people have said before that when they move, they kind of look at maybe another place as their home. Did you look at Wissahickon as, or Bluebell or anything as like a home or was Kentucky, Phoenixville, that kind of like a mishmash of home and this was, we're just figuring this out for the next three, two and a half years? So to this day, if someone asks me where I'm from, I say Phoenixville. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's weird. I guess because my younger years was there. Um, but to this day, I say Phoenixville. And then I'm like, oh, no, wait, we did live in, <laughs> we did live in Bluebell. <laughs> um, but at the time, it wasn't like Bluebell wasn't supposed to be just like a three-year stay. Um, my parents fully expected to stay there long term. Um, they ended up getting a divorce my senior year. So that was a whole nother mess. Oh, wow. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It was crazy. It was a crazy few years. Did, was there a culture shock coming back to the suburbs from Kentucky where you had gotten maybe used to, I don't know, cow tipping whiskey. Ch- I don't know what you do in Kentucky. They don't cows, right? That feels like a Texas thing. No, actually, there were cows literally next to uh, my neighborhood. <laughs> All right, so original question still stands. Cow tipping. Yeah, so <laughs> we used to joke about that at the school bus. We used to be like, should we go over and tip over a cow? But we never did. It's actually quite mean. Um, Kentucky is really slow. I used to joke with my parents about if we were ever in a car accident that I would die before the ambulance would ever get to me. Oh, like, yeah. There, it's a really slow lifestyle. Um, so I enjoyed coming back to Pennsylvania. Just I was used to the hustle and bustle. You know, I always walk fast. I talk fast, like all of that. So it felt like coming home. It just mm. was all new people. So yeah. not really a culture shock as much as just the community shock, I guess, is how I would phrase it. 
being that you had a friend that was a cheerleader, but you didn't do any sports, did you ever think about getting involved in extracurricular there in Kentucky or even coming into Wizzahickon? I did. <laughs> I had a brief moment where I, uh, I was trying out for the dance team because they had dance team down there. Um, and right before we moved back to PA, um, I got put on as an alternative. So okay. literally right when we were about to move, I was like, no, I lost my shot. <laughs> but it's fine. I'm over it. And then no dance team here in Wizzahickon. So I guess, well, yeah, was it like a, and you, you were like kind of trying to think of who were the people that maybe pulled you in or where the places they were. Was it, was it very much like a, um, I guess, I mean, it was definitely starting over, but was it just kind of like you take what you can get as far as like a social interaction? Yeah. And I think because the stuff with my family started happening, um, gosh, the summer before senior year. And I was working too outside of school. So I think between all the family stuff and like working like extracurricular was just not even on my radar. Um, I do look back and wish that I had been more social and gone to a party. Like, come on. <laughs> Did you have uh, friends that were, I mean, you know, you said you stayed to yourself a lot, read a lot. Um, were you, did you have friends that did party? I would always look out and be like, oh, you'd hear, right? School wasn't that big. So you'd hear over the weekend, this person did this, yeah. this person, you know, got drunk and did this. These people were making out in this basement and I never saw, never was invited. Were you ever invited and just stayed away? Did it ever, because, you know, I talked to like Pat and, and some others and Ryan and like, you know, they've had, you know, they would have instances where like they were hanging out, drinking, everyone had their own yeah. version of partying, except for me, mine right. was Buffalo Wings and Sixers, but. Um, <laughs> like Sixers hat? Yeah, thank you. <laughs> Just got done partying. <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, um, yeah, did you, did you, was that even in your world to where you know, like flat out, oh, I missed it this weekend? No, not even on my radar. I, I remember one time and I am going to forget his name, Tom. He's been on your podcast. Beal. Yes. He asked me out and I remember, um, telling my parents and I was like, oh my God, but I think he might smoke weed. Like, I think he's with friends that might smoke weed. Like, what do I do? <laughs> I was such a little like goody two shoes. And I remember my dad at the time was like, it's okay. You can smoke weed. Wow. <laughs> And my mom, like, because they were separated, my mom, like, flipped out. She was just like, oh, my God, your dad's insane. Like, I'm telling the lawyer. <laughs> but I never went out with Tom. So, yeah, my my one and only social opportunity was that. And nothing happened. What did you what did you watch like as a kid for me, you know, all of my expectations of I should be doing this came off of like TV shows, right? 90210, Beverly Hills 90210. So I was like super aware of that stuff. Like yeah. you too? Oh, I got banned from watching 90210. <laughs> um It's too hot. Yeah, I, I'm trying to remember what episode it was. I think it might have been you'll probably know this because you're oh, such a fan. Mm -hmm. Um was there like a pool scene with Kelly and Dylan? Oh, that's the hottest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the hottest scene. Um, 
Yeah. So my mom caught me watching that. And then, of course, she was like, it's too racy. So she banned me from it. So instead, I would just go every week to a friend's house and watch it with like her and her mom. Like, no big deal. Yeah. My mom banned me. (laughs) I got banned from listening to Y100 because I was singing along to Alanis Morissette. You ought to know. Yeah. Going down in the theater. Yeah. I had no idea what all that meant. But I was singing along to it, so I got banned from Y100, um, which, again, my friends would just send me cassette tapes. So, mm-hmm. yeah. But I love Saved by the Bell. I was all about it. So everything in my life, I was like, no, I, I want to be Brenda. I want to be Kelly. <laughs> but you were Jesse. Yeah. You were Aunt- you were Andrea. You were Jesse Spano. Yeah. In reality, I was the nerd pretty much. That's right. Which they is probably her. why, like, I should go to therapy because it's probably why I dyed my hair blonde now that I'm like, trying oh. to, you know, like full circle. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I'm trying now in my late 30s. It's never too late. <laughs> it's never too late. So, what were you doing then? Um, I mean, you said you were a reader, but what were you doing in general in, in high school for fun outside of school since you weren't doing activities? You mentioned you worked. Yeah, nothing. I worked. Um, Stayed around the house. Yeah, it, it was it was a tough couple of years, the last couple of years of, of high school. I worked, gosh, where did, what was that mall? Montgomeryville? Yeah, Montgomeryville was that mall. Was the mall? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 309? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, I worked at um, Walden Books. Yes! I'm such a book nerd. Um, and then I worked at, which is so weird, I worked at the Children's Place, which oh, is yeah. a kid's clothing store. Because in my mind, I wanted to work somewhere that I wouldn't have to buy the clothes or I wouldn't want to buy the clothes. Oh. So I worked at Children's Place so that I could keep my paycheck every week. So wow. so Forever 21 was out. It was out. And Walden, I... Walden Books was always my go-to for my grandparents' Christmas gift. Oh, I probably sold it to you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. get like those, uh, those like... Um, those history books of South Philly and like, like they would have for every single t- topic, there'd be like a slim paperback uh, history book on that city or that town and something. Oh, I Jews. think they still, I think they still make those. Yeah. yeah. Jews in South Philly, that type of stuff. <laughs> Remember that for next Christmas. Mm-hmm. Actually, <laughs> if I were to, this is going to tilt it, but there you go. Yes. <laughs> like yes. These books, right? They're all they like this. They still make them. Yes. Absolutely. They still make them. I don't want to ruin the magic. I'm going to have to go and see if there's um, Jews in North Carolina. Yes. <laughs> if anyone's watching this on YouTube, I'm clearly using this book to, to post up my uh, my laptop. But <laughs> I have the same. I have a candle and then some books. <laughs> got to do what you got to do. Absolutely. So what yeah. kind of what kind of student were you then in um in in high school and did it change once you moved from Kentucky going down or um I always did well but I will say I took an AP class in I think it was senior year um oh gosh what was her name I can see her she was so mean what subject <laughs> um it was history U.S. history. McLaughlin. Yes, she was so hard. <laughs> um, that was the first class that I was like, wow, this kicked my ass. It was hard. 
Um, I'm like, I'm not naturally like able to retain a lot of information. I've got to really study and really mm. take notes. Um, so that, that class was my first AP and my last AP class. Did they offer AP? I mean, yeah, you were only there for like a year, I guess in Kentucky. Yeah. Did they offer AP or, I mean, the, the word about the South, right? Is that education is, is a bit down. So are those things even possibilities for, for school there? I don't. Yeah, I don't even know because we moved away in tenth grade, so I don't even remember. You didn't get to experience um, in it. No, but, were you, were, but you, were you doing like enrichment or anything like that? Were there like any type of advanced class like that in middle school? Because that existed for us since elementary school, at least through Wissahickon. Yeah, I was gonna say I don't even remember that yeah. being an option in Kentucky. Um, so no, I I don't think it's quite the same level down there as it is up up north yeah so then what um like one how did like something like that i'm always curious because i was like a i don't like a b ish student i'm always curious like how does that come about as far as like hey an ap class were you excelling uh in history and then it gets brought up like where how does that become available to you to even take that this is where my memory is terrible i don't even remember i know i i always got a's Mm -hmm. Um, I was terrible in science and math. I wasn't great in, um, but English history, anything along those lines, I always got A's. So I don't know if they approached you or if you had to sign up for it. I don't even remember the process. Yeah. No idea. But you regretted it. Yeah. (laughs) I struggled. I struggled forever, and and I've asked other guests this, like, what was the studying format? Because I didn't study. I, I, you know, we'd write the stuff, we'd write our notes, and then I would close my book, and I'd never look at it again. And I couldn't play the memorization game. I had to get it during your lecture in class, or I was out. I didn't get it. Oh, see, I'm the opposite. I would go through my notes, and then I'd rewrite my notes, and then I'd highlight. I'm one of those, like, super, like, note takers. Call outs and repetition. Yeah. You know, what's funny. And I, I wish someone had this. So in AP history, we had to make an assignment of video and each team had like a decade that you had to do this video teaching everyone else about the decade. And I remember that Godi and I were on the same team. I can't remember who else was on the team, but we had the eighties. Oh yeah. And of course, our video was hysterical. We tried to do a dirty dancing reenactment. <laughs> like it was hysterical. I wish someone still had it because I just remember spending hours like trying to figure out what are we gonna do. I think McLaughlin came back with feedback of you. You guys probably could have put a little bit more actual content in this than just like dirty dancing. <laughs> dirty dancing. <laughs> that was it. Yeah, Berlin Wall yeah, it, done. Yeah. Yeah. But first, Dirty fun. Dancing. Was Godie yeah. Patrick was Godie Patrick Swayze? I think he was. I could see that. Now, granted, I, I can't remember who else was in the group, but <laughs> yeah. I can we, see this. We, all about Dirty Dancing. Goofballs. Um, you mentioned dating, um, at least from like a Tom Beale perspective, but and that didn't pan <laughs> out. So then nothing ever happened at all during high school for you, dating? Um. So I did meet a guy in driver's ed. Oh, driver's ed. Where'd you take it at Monco? Oh, 
Oh, I don't remember. I can see it, but I don't remember where it was. Okay. Um, it was probably Mako. Um, so I met this guy who he went to. Oh, my me- memory is so bad. He went to. It was one of the private schools. LaSalle, GA. Yeah. LaSalle. I'm so good at this. <laughs> what well, else? You're also still in the area. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he went to LaSalle. He was like this skinny kid. He had red hair. Um, I think I went to the movies with him a little bit. And then we went to each other's prom junior year. I went to his. He came to mine. And then that was it. He ghosted you? Well, <laughs> I mean, I don't remember having a conversation ending it. So, yeah. That was it. <laughs> After prom, just see ya. That was it. Yeah. So oh, that was funny. the extent of my dating in high school. Nothing um, senior year. Did you have crushes? Were you like hoping to get into that world or were you studying? If I had a crush, like, oh, was that in high school or was that in college? No, I think this was in college. No, it might have been high school. Sorry. <laughs> My memory is so bad. So I do remember there was an older guy. So maybe I was a junior and he was a senior. Okay. And I was in a class with him. I'll have to go through the yearbook and see if I can find his name. I remember he had like the bold, floppy cut hair. And I had such a crush on him. And then he told me, because at some point I cut my hair short. Mm-hmm. And he told me I look like Hillary Clinton. <laughs> was that it and for it you? Re- that was it for me. He broke, broke my your heart. heart? <laughs> I was like, <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, yeah. Should have known then. <laughs> That's probably why I don't remember his name. Is you wiped him out. <laughs> wow. What a what a yeah, line. Um. So you thought you were you maybe were into like writing as you got older. What were you What were you getting into? Um. So I went to Nova, as you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, big <laughs> fan, of course. You know this, right? I know. I'm sorry. <laughs> I get a lot of shit here because Nova beat UNC, so I get a lot of shit here. Mm. Um, but that's okay. A lot of big East beef. A little bit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so when I got to Nova, I was in their business school, and I kind of started to love the marketing world. Oh. Um sales, marketing, that kind of whole aspect. So that's eventually where I went career wise. But did you but you didn't know that? Did you know that prior? Like, was there a reason you picked Villanova? Oh, oh, (laughs) oh, okay. So it all comes back to my parents and their craziness. Mm. Um, So parents got divorced. Well, my dad left the week before senior year of high school. Wow. Um, so he, so I will say socially, I think that's partly why, like I didn't do anything in high school. Like I was devastated. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of stuff going on with family. And then when it was time to look for schools, I had always wanted to go to Duke. Ironically. That is ironic. Yeah. Yeah. Somehow I ended up in North Carolina anyway. So I always wanted to go to Duke. 
my dad, since I was a kid, wanted me to go to Harvard, which I'm clearly not smart enough for Harvard. <laughs> so when they were going through their actual divorce, it was end of senior year. So I needed to pick a school. So I was such a wreck emotionally that I knew I wanted to stay local. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it got even worse because <laughs> I stopped talking to my dad um the summer before college so at that point I had got accepted to Nova um wasn't going to stay on campus I was going to commute um but my dad actually said he would not pay for college if I wasn't talking to him (laughs) so it was just so much chaos like writing down to the bursar's office figuring out how to get student loans all that kind of stuff so nova was never like a school i was even looking at it was it was literally just you know it was close to home um i looked at penn state but i didn't love their ambler ca- campus and i didn't want to you know go to the main campus so it was really kind of the only choice at the time for me so it was it it ended up working out like it was kind of that I needed that kind of community and Nova's, you know, obviously religious background, but I'm not religious at all, but it was a good community base for me at the time because so much was happening with my family that I did kind of feel like, okay, this is a good stable environment. Mm. So love Nova, huge fan now. It was never even on my radar at the time, but it ended up working out for the best. That's so interesting. You know, just my parents um, separated the last day of seventh grade. Oh, wow. And my mom left my dad last day of seventh grade. We moved. So I started eighth grade in a new home, in a new like apartment uh, in the same town. Same was a Hicken, Ambler, all that. But started eighth grade in a brand new environment from how I left seventh grade. Seventh grade was probably my worst year in all of school. Three suspensions, uh, tons of oh deten- my gosh, yeah, tons of detentions, <laughs> fights, getting kicked out of class. Um, you know, all the principals knew me, all the assistant principals knew me, knew my mom, all that shit. Not for a good reason. Yeah, so clearly, like it was affecting, and um, you know, similarly, at some point in high school, I stopped having contact with my dad, and. For me, that was actually when things got better because I wasn't stuck kind of in the – and I didn't know until we were in like 11th grade, 12th grade. And it's like, you know, all this behavioral stuff has stopped. Possibly, yes, maturity, sure. And I still had some things and issues, but like I wasn't – and I didn't know because it wasn't like I was like in school going, my parents are having a hard time. I'm so mad. You know, you're just (laughs) – you're acting out on other stuff. And it wasn't until – I stopped seeing my dad and that was kind of removed from my environment that a lot of these outbursts and anger stopped. Um, And even having issues, but just my mom was such more of a stable presence for me rather than the back and forth and and all that. Um, Did you, did it change you at all going into, you know, you were dealing with this, you said like through really uh, senior year was the, kind of like the the full separation did did it change your behavior at all uh yeah i i think i clung so much to my mom and my brother 
it's actually it's so interesting like looking back now i've kind of peeled the onion back so much as we do as adults and i clung so much to my mom and my brother which turned out to be a little bit of a bad thing as i went through college um especially i think for my mom too when my dad left before senior year i very much acted like the scorned woman because <laughs> he you know had an affair um but i very much acted like i was the wife <laughs> mm. at 17 so I was always up in their business. I was always like asking mom, what the lawyers say, what's this, what's that? Like very much trying to be a part of the divorce. And I shouldn't have been, I should have just been neutral, don't know anything like, um, so I think behavior wise, I was trying to act like an adult before I knew what the heck was going on. Yeah. So looking back, I wish I had just stayed a kid <laughs> because I was, I was trying to, I was trying to be my mom almost. Yeah. I, that's exactly like, I, that was like the thing that I think was like messing me up was like, I felt like my dad would like let me in on too much information. And then I'm like going to my mom and it's like, dad said this, is this true? Yes. And, you know? And it's like, and in reality, I think my dad was playing me. Little, I, probably my I think, yeah, both my parents did. Yeah, yeah I, I think my dad knew that I would go to my mom and 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 bring this up to her, you know. And then she's just like, "What the fuck? Why is? Why do you know about this? Why are you? You know, why am I right. having to defend my, you know, my divorce case to my son and all that?" And yeah, it was like so far above anything I should have ever been involved in. Yeah, yeah, it was it was intense. I even remember at graduation at Wissahickon because at that time I had stopped talking to my dad. But it was a public graduation. So like the whole graduation, I'm looking around for him. Yes. Because I was like, I don't want him to show up. I don't, you know, like I've made my boundary. And so I just remember everybody on red alert. Like, do you see him? Do you see him? <laughs> so I don't even think I got a chance to enjoy graduation or enjoy those moments because I was constantly like in my parents' divorce, mm -hmm. which was so shitty. You know, it's crazy. I, I never really saw my dad much after that. Maybe a, a, a couple of times in passing uh, once the divorce happened. And and when I say in passing, like driving down the street in passing type of thing. Like never like hung out with him, went over. He didn't take me anywhere. Like by the time I was like 16 or so, it was over. The exact same fears until the day he died about four or five years ago of always wondering, you know, cause I would still go back to my old neighborhood of like, is he going to come down the street? You know, I live in the Italian market where I know he used to, to shop when I was younger. And it's like, Oh my God, what if I were to run into him? And it wasn't until he passed. And even now I still kind of once in a while, when I see someone that I think looks and I go, Oh, that's not him. That's, it, that's not going to happen. That same exact anxiety of, Oh, I hope he doesn't show up. I know because you want, especially at that age, like you want your boundaries. You don't realize that they're boundaries, but you want your boundaries respected. But I think I also partly a little bit wanted my dad at my graduation. Like it was just such a weird time that really senior year was so much about that, that I had nothing else. <laughs> Did you have anyone that you could 
um, rely on, count on, you know? Yeah. Um, my grandmother, um, which was my dad's mom, ironically, really stood up for us kids. Like she stood up to the whole family and said, like, don't let this divorce ruin your relationship with the kids. Like they're, they should be separate from it. She really stood up for us in a lot of ways. So she and I actually got closer <clears throat> through the divorce. She used to live in York. Um, she actually just passed, uh, in December, but she used to live in New York. So I used to always drive over there to have lunch with her, take her out. And, you know, she was that one person that I knew wouldn't say a word to anyone. Yeah. So I really could confide in her. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I know, but that was about it. It was hard because I was going through so much, but I didn't really have any friends to rely on. So yeah. it was, it was a hard couple of years. Yeah. Now I feel so much worse. <laughs> no. <laughs> you're going through, you're going, you're like at high level anxieties during graduation. And here I am and like, who the fuck are you? <laughs> you go to this school, everyone, let's pay attention to Lauren Davis and let's all look at her and point at her. Who's the new girl? It's okay. I probably appreciated the distraction. <laughs> it's okay. Um, what about music? I always love talking about music and movies of the times. Why was okay. it Dave Matthews Band? <sighs> yes. I just, saw, <laughs> I just saw Dave this summer too. And I was like, oh my God, I forgot. Like, we're, just a, a Dave show is a Dave show. We're ringing that bell every time we're ringing the Dave Matthews bell. Every time someone <laughs> says that their, their favorite act, their favorite artist was Dave Matthews. We're ringing well, the bell. I went through a, a short phase of Dave. Um, Oh gosh. So I did hit, I did hit a little bit of country when I was in Kentucky. So I, I was embarrassingly in the Faith Hill fan club. Yeah. Nineties country. Nineties <laughs> country was wicked, man. Right. It was yeah, super so, pop. Oh yeah. I love Faith Hill. I loved Mariah Carey. Shania. Mariah was like, oh yeah. Shania. Um, Dixie oh Chicks. Gosh. Oh, I was all about the Dixie Chicks. What about yeah. Trisha Yearwood? No. Okay. I didn't. I didn't quite get into like the older school country. I liked okay. the newer pop phase they went through. All right. So you weren't. You didn't um, go as far as like Reba, Reba McIntyre. No, but I do remember my mom was big into Reba. <laughs> oh yeah. What about Garth? Uh, Garth was king then, right? Was so I old? met Garth Brooks. Ooh. I met Garth Brooks when I lived in Kentucky because we, so we lived in Bowling Green, um, which is about 40 minutes north of Nashville. So mm -hmm. this was before Nashville is like Smashville. Vegas. Yeah. Nashville. Um, worst names yeah. ever. Worst, worst nicknames any city could ever attract for itself. But it, it's also like good advertising because it's very true. Sure. <laughs> um, so we went to see the play Annie. And during intermission, we turn around and Garth Brooks is sitting behind us. Wow. With his two kids and his first wife, not Trisha, but his first wife. Wow. So, like, we talked to Garth Brooks, got his autograph, talked to him, like, the whole intermission. Uh, that's so cool. It's very cool. And that... I, I regret it because that was before, like, 
you phones on your it. the cell phone cameras. Oh, so you couldn't take a picture. Oh, are picture. you are you a picture taker with celebrities? Is that your style? Yeah. Who? <laughs> it depends who. <laughs> Who's your top picture taker? Where you just you took a you had to take the picture when you met them. I have a embarrassing photo with Jim from Jimmy Eat World. I didn't know. <laughs> Wait, I thought like these punk bands, these names were all just like made up. They were spinning a wheel. There's a real oh, Jim lead... in Jimmy Eat yeah. World. Jimmy it's... Eat World. <laughs> it's the lead singer. Yeah, Jim. Wow. Jim was it just you two or were, or were the three of you and he was in the middle? No, it, it was just get what me and him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> No, it was just me and him, and I was very wasted. This was like two years ago. <laughs> oh, bravo. All right. Proud of you. And I was very wasted, and they are my favorite brand ever. I will see them anywhere, every tour, and somehow I got put in front of their tour bus. Wow. So very they were, uh, when that came <laughs> out, that was that was high school. That was like senior year. That was I high school. When... Yeah. Yeah, so I yeah I discovered them senior year and like been a fan since. Wow, were they was yeah. uh, I cut you off after you were talk we were talking country, but was there besides country was there was there anything that like senior year was and Dave Matthews Band was there anything that was like your absolute favorite favorite artist? Uh, Dave, Jimmy, Nirvana. So I went oh Bush. I was so into Gavin Rossdale. <laughs> Bush. Um, Oasis. Oh yeah. Yeah. Gosh. I'm trying to think of some good I feel like you'd be a third eye blind girl. I was a third eye blind mm. girl a couple times as well. Mm. <laughs> Did you have any uh any movies in high school? In high school. Well, all right, I need to figure out what age this was. I was pretty much obsessed with Romeo and Juliet. Oh yeah, Leo. The yeah, the Leo. I was all about Leo. So mm. Romeo and Juliet, Titanic. Um, I weirdly love what's eating Gilbert Grape. Say thank you, Gilbert. Say thank <laughs> you. Everyone loved that. Everyone thought Leo was so cute there. He was so cute, but looking back, you're like, why did I love this movie as like a 14 year old? It's deep. Um, it's a deep movie. It's so deep. And yeah. the mother, like, getting right, out mother, of the house. Right. Like, they died. burned the house down with her, right? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah what? It was hardcore. Family vibes. <laughs> I was vibes. all about Leo. Yeah, it was all about Leo. Um, gosh. I mean, I think I saw Titanic eight times in the theater. Wow. Oh, Scream. It's all about the Scream franchise. Scream was big. Um, Seen Titanic yeah. eight times in a the theater. That's like 24 hours of, of movie time. God, I never did the math. <laughs> but again, I had no life. So yeah, it was yeah. fine. That's <laughs> all you got. That's all I had to do. <laughs> Escapes. Escapisms. Yeah. Yeah. Scream, I, I loved Scream movies, which is ironic because today I cannot watch a scary Horror. movie. Yeah. Uh, and so, so you're not going to see the new Scream that's coming out? No, probably not. I mean, I guess I could handle it. Of any horror movie, those were always the 
latest. Yeah, I was. I love Scream. Wasn't there another one? A couple. Uh, they did four, and now this is the the new one. I think. I think they did four, and now this. Okay, is so one. I think I only saw one through three. Okay, uh, right. Okay. The brother. It was. It was the brother, and then it was. Um, uh, it or it was Billy's mom was was three, right? Or they're in uh, they're in college. I want to say or. Hmm. Or it was Jackie from Roseanne. Oh, yeah. He's that's two. Three is the half brother, right? Billy's half brother or something okay. like that. I think. Or no, three is her half brother. Oh Jesus! That she never, <laughs> that she never knew about. I think that's what three is. Yeah. I feel like I I won't be seeing the next one then. <laughs> I used to uh I used to watch Scream got I watched Scream like halfway through the movie when you get when you find out that there's two of them. And it ruined it for me. I was so disappointed. As a kid, I used to rewatch it and try and pretend I don't know already. Oh. And I would just be like, "Oh, wow, this is so interesting." <laughs> It didn't work. No. Um, did that go across? I know you said not scary movies past uh, in in modern day, but did you like go through that trend of I know what you did last summer and and all oh those, yeah yeah all those teen oh yeah movies. urban legend. Ur- I was just going to say urban legend. No one ever talks about urban legend. I loved that movie. Yeah, it yeah, was I, because um the girl from nine hundred two one zero with the curly hair. Yeah, Rebecca Gay. Yes, Rebecca Gay loved Hart? her. Yeah, 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 yeah. To- I loved her. Antonia. Was that her name? In the, oh, in that was her name in I Don't Yes. yes. Uh, Marche. Antonia Marche. Yes. <laughs> the dad. Mm. That's right, because Dylan thought it was his son because mm-hmm. it was Tony. Yeah. Yeah, now I'm going to need to rewatch I <laughs> I've got a channel for you. I've got a streaming channel that plays it 24 hours a day. Oh, my God. Yes. Yeah. Anytime I put it on, it's just except for like three hours a day they air Melrose Place, but it's when you just take a break. Yeah, I never got into Melrose. It was too with no. Yeah, Urban Legend. Yeah, I love that. Right? We're big fans of Joshua Jackson on this podcast. So yes, he had the blonde hair. He in did Urban have Legend. the blonde. Yeah, that he had and, the blonde uh, hair. That and uh, Cruel Intentions. He had the blonde hair. I think in that one too. That was oh. another one I mm-hmm. I loved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anything Sarah, Michelle Geller, that whole group. Mm-hmm. So good. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, yeah. Reese. Yeah. Fear. <gasps> Another movie I was obsessed with. Oh. <laughs> I'm doing the fear thing. Mark. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. It was so disturbing. But. When you think of Bush and that song. Oh, yeah. That's, that's the roller coaster, right? The roller coaster scene. God, which is a little like uh, statutory rapey. A little bit. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> a lot of bit. But I mean, I don't remember how old he was in the movie, but I know he was over 18. Yeah. <laughs> so going back to music, I was a big NSYNC fan, as everyone was. So... I won a radio contest from Q102. Yes. Um, gosh, what year was that? 
that was my freshman year at Nova. Okay. And oh one. Yeah. I won two tickets for a trip to the Atlantis in the Bahamas <laughs> to see NSYNC um, do a TV special that would air on Thanksgiving. Oh, wow. <laughs> what did it air on? I think it was like CBS or NBC something. Oh. I don't know. I still have a, I have a VHS tape somewhere around here of it. Um, but it was crazy because it was the middle of finals. So I had to like go to all my professors and ask to take the test either early or late so that I could go to the Bahamas. <laughs> I had no friends. So I ended up inviting my friend from Kentucky to okay. go with me. Um, so yeah, it all worked out. We went to the Bahamas to see sake. I kind of want to know about this right now. <laughs> what Thanksgiving. <laughs> you can find it. Cause what was crazy was we were front row. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so you could actually see me in some of the screenshots of the TV when they pan to the audience. You can see me. <laughs> All I can find and... is, is them rocking the Thanksgiving Day Parade. Oh, but that's God. that's the Macy's thing. And then there's some 98 degrees stuff. I'll have to do some more research on this and uh, might have to go frame by frame once once we find it and pull a clip. I'll find it. <laughs> I've Oh, hey, search NSYNC Live Atlantis concert. <laughs> but it was uh, Tim McGraw was like a special guest. So oh, <laughs> Tim wow. McGraw came out. Um, yeah. 50 minutes. Great. He, you can find I have my short hair, short brown hair. This is great. <laughs> at another at another point, we might have to hang out again and live watch this. Right. <laughs> Um, we sat next to them at dinner, which was insane. No, 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 insane. Oh. <laughs> so because we were over 18, we were so naive. We were like, let's go to the club tonight in the bar area, whatever. But we go to get the buffet for dinner. <laughs> so we're all in like our club attire, mm -hmm. walk in and people are still coming in from the pool. So like. Here we are. It's like eight o'clock, <laughs> maybe earlier. I don't even know, but it's still sunlight out and we're ready to go clubbing. We go to the um, hostess and she's like, oh, I'm going to sit you girls somewhere special. <laughs> oh, So she walks us to the back room and there was no one back there. So we're like, oh, God, it's because we're overdressed. Like, we should be so embarrassed. <laughs> 10 minutes later, in comes like all the bodyguards, the dancers had a table, the band had a table, and then in comes Justin Timberlake and the rest of the guys, and they sit down next to us. I like drop my fork and I'm like, I can't eat in front of Justin Timberlake. <laughs> yeah. So it was very cool. That was prime was Justin very... with the curls. It was prime Justin. He was still with Brittany. It oh, was like, yeah. yeah, it was prime Justin. So when you were in Villanova then and you're doing marketing, <laughs> is did it feel like this was this was right for you? Yes. Um, I remember taking a class about merchandising and buying. And I remember that class being like, yep, this is what I want to do. What does that mean, merchandising and buying? 
Um, so everything that you see in the store, basically like how it's put together, okay. picking the products, um, determining the price, who you sell from everything that okay. goes into this is like the merchant. Okay. Yeah. And you like that aspect of it. Loved it. What did you like getting to make the, make the decisions? Yeah. I liked being the one to get, get to make the decisions. You feel like you're basically shopping for a living. <laughs> um, it touches all aspects mm. of the business. I liked that too. So it, I don't know. I, it was weird because I, there was literally one class my whole time at Nova for merchandising, but oh, really, yeah. Once I took it, I was like, yep, that's what, that's what I want to do. And then when you when you left Nova, you stayed in the area then for a good amount of years then? I stayed um, – I moved here 2009, so I stayed a couple years. Okay. Yeah. I, um, I was a receptionist briefly at this real estate company, <laughs> and then I got the job at QVC. Okay. So, yeah, I stayed a couple years after college, and then – once again, things with my parents got crazy. <laughs> um, so my mom and my brother moved down here. And then I was still in Philly. Oh, my dad was still. They went to the Carolinas first. Did, yeah. Wow. Yeah, they went first. And then eventually I followed them. After visiting a couple times, I was like, okay, I could, I could go with this weather. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, did you, like, were you staying because that's where family was and that was the whole point in the first place of going to Villanova. So wherever your mom is, you're going to stick around there. Yeah, a little bit. I definitely, it was hard, especially because at that time I'd started talking to my dad again. Yeah. So it's always been this whole like pick sides. Like even today it's pick sides. And I'm like, I'm almost 40 years old. Like <laughs> those days are done. So it's always been like this juggle between them and, eventually um you know you want to be near family you want to try to have that foundation so at the time i was like no i, I think i want to be near mom so visited a couple times loved it got to see the area and then i left q and came down here did you um how did you find philly once you were out of the high school environment being that, you know, the high school time was kind of shitty for you. <laughs> yeah. You didn't really have, like, friends that connect you to the area, yet you stay, you know, another, yeah. another four years after college, pretty much. Yeah, I – my friends always laugh because they were like, you were basically, like, seven years behind everybody else. Like, after college, like, I partied. <laughs> I made up for the lack of – partying in high school and college. I partied after college. So I made a great group of friends once I got into the workforce. Yeah. Um, we went out all the time, downtown Philly, went to, even in the burbs. So I was living in Malvern at the time to be near Q. Um, but yeah, we, all the time. So I definitely made up for it. Just because I loved when, it. When you're saying Q, you do mean QVC, not the person. Yes, sorry, QVC. <laughs> Thank you for clarifying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she knows Q. No, QVC. How tall is he? 
No. <laughs> QVC. Yeah. Um, and then what part? So did you you decide to move? How how was that finding a job, picking up and moving? You've now been in Philly at that point for um, you know eight years, nine years, yeah. ten years. Even though it's not really your home. Um, yeah. Now you're leaving. Was it easy because your mom and your brother were already there? Um, it was hard. I think sometimes as an adult, like your friends become your family in a way, yeah. especially that's kind of how I've been like not married, no kids. Like my friend group is definitely family for me. So it was hard to leave that, but you know, you always feel this pull towards your actual family. Um, so coming down here was hard. I didn't have a job lined up. So I moved back in with my mom, which lasted like less than six months. <laughs> um, and I got a job at Lowe's. So the oh, hardware yeah. store. So their corporate headquarters is here. So I lucked out because I got the job at Lowe's pretty quickly. And then they're so big here that kind of the social scene naturally happened mm. and settled pretty quickly. But I will say like Charlotte is not a big city mm-hmm. <laughs> by any means. Sometimes people here think that it is and I'm like, it's not. I, I definitely miss the culture of Philly. I miss the different neighborhoods that, you know, whatever vibe you're feeling, you can find. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it has its ups and downs, but I think if I didn't get the job at Lowe's when I did, I don't know that I would have stayed here. You think you would because have kept looking somewhere else? Or you think you would have gone back to Philly? I might've gone back to Philly. I just, because, you know, that is the most home that I have. And especially with like my best friend and friends up there still, you know, you mentioned not, you know, being single, all that stuff. I haven't talked to a lot of girls. It's, it's been a lot of guys, uh, who are getting, getting old and dusty out here, uh, living by themselves. Um, for you as a, as a, as a woman, I think I saw a post that was like, you know, normalize, uh, normalize not getting married and sharing a mansion with your friends. Right. I want to do that. Let's normalize that. Yeah. (laughs) So I, okay, this is weird, but I did it. I started a meetup group. Yeah. Have you heard of meetup? Okay. So with COVID craziness, when we went into lockdown, so I was dating my ex, obviously now. So we were dating for three years. Then COVID happened. We broke up during COVID. people did and then i spent the rest of 2020 like well shit like (laughs) i'm not married i don't have kids i'm in the house by myself all the time like i'm working from home i'm not seeing anybody what the hell am i gonna do so i started a meetup group this time last year so right as the vaccines were rolling out and like more and more people were willing to go back out in the world Mm -hmm. So it's specifically for ladies in your thirties. <laughs> so, and the only reason some people are like, are you going to check my ID? And I'm like, no, it's just a mindset. Like we're not right. going to the club. <laughs> right. 
Like, it's just a mindset. Um, but yeah, I've made the best group of friends out of it. There's like six of us that it's core group, like best group of friends. Um, we're all in our thirties, early forties, like, but what's funny is five of the six of us are single. Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. So there's so many, I think <laughs> single women that hate the dating apps. It's creepy. That it's it's, I hate it. It's creepy AF out there. <laughs> oh, I have stories. Yeah. <laughs> it's, uh, I can yeah. tell you when I want to hear it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to know, I want to know a, a dating app story from a girl. I got them for, as a guy, but they're all disappointing. <laughs> okay. Um, so I went out with this guy last year and First date went well. We got dinner. Ended up being like two hours. Mm -hmm. It's great. <clears throat> Second date, he invited me to a Charlotte Knights game, which is their minor league team. Okay. We don't have a, a baseball team, which sucks. So <laughs> he invites me to a Charlotte Knights game. I'm like, okay, this is really this is nice. So we ride together because we had to go uptown. And so we meet and then he rides, drives me down to the city. So when we were leaving to go home, he drives me back up to where my car is. Start making out a little. <laughs> He's wanting to like move things along. And I'm like, dude, we're not in high school. Like this is your car. Yeah, in the car. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, and I'm not giving it up on the second date. Like, so I go to leave. I bend down to get my purse because it was in the floor, lean back up and I look over and his dick's out. <laughs> That's like a straight up Seinfeld episode. So I'm like, oh, <laughs> oh my and he, God. And this is the worst part. It's hard to get worse, but this is the worst part. He goes, but kissing you is making my pee pee feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> wow this guy called it that this guy's dirty talk is on another level he called it that wow wow so i'm like i'm gonna go <laughs> that's a that is a seinfeld uh episode i think it, i think the saying is that he took it out and jerry he says took he took it out it it <laughs> out out he took it out. Who does that? I know a guy. <laughs> well, you got you got off lucky. Uh, there's a, there's a, a a plethora of documentaries out there on Netflix on Tinder horror stories, and I've oh, I've been watching I've been them all. To watch. Oh, I've been watching them all. If I could recommend the Tinder Swindler, Tinder hmm. Swindler for for everyone out there, uh, pretty good one about a guy who's just taking millions from people from women. Oh my God. Yeah. That he's met off a, of, off a of Tinder. Did you, at any point, did you ever think about like how, what you wanted or how life would maybe turn out for you as an adult, as far as like family, marriage, kids, anything like that? Was that ever on your. Yeah. I always thought I would have kids always thought, you know, married young. Um, it is weird when you get to this age because 
I think about, oh, if one thing had been different, like if I didn't, so before I moved here, I was dating, I was dating a guy in Philly, super nice guy. He had a little bit of drama with an ex. Mm. <laughs> so like they had shared a condo, like there was drama. Property, yeah. Uh, literally, they just financially still shared it. So we ended up breaking up just for him to sort his shit out. I then decide to move down here. Mm. And then of course he reaches out like after I move. So and I he, always think back. Yeah. Like he what would have did happened? Did he not know that you had left? No. Oh. oh, wow. So I always think back of like, what would have happened if I had stayed in Philly? Um, or like, if we if we stayed in Kentucky and didn't move back to Philly, like I always just think about what would have happened in my life, because in Kentucky, like you get married young. <laughs> so so I've, so I've heard. It's true. So I always just you were kind of think you could have been that. on the you were like prime age when you left. I was when you left. I in was marrying age. Yeah, yeah. When you left in tenth grade. They're like, God, I was going to marry her. So yeah, I think about that a lot where I'm like, well, if one thing had been different, but what was, you know, for you, for you, I felt like even up till now, um, I feel like up to now I'm still like getting better. And I don't mean from like a, I don't mean from a braggatocious, like I'm getting so good at it. I'm, I'm, I'm I'm improving as like a dater, as a boyfriend, like I'm constantly having to get better. You know, I didn't date in high school either. Um, I didn't yeah. date much in college, uh, more of what you would expect from college. But I think when, for me, like I, I missed like having those real relationships until I was in like my mid to late, late twenties, when I really yeah. started having like true relationships. Do you feel like there's a catch up for you? Um, oh yeah. In like trying to just even like, just deal like in a co-environment with, with people and, and. I don't know. I don't want to call yeah. you, I don't want to say selfish, but there, I feel like when you live by yourself and you're used to doing things for yourself, by yourself on your own schedule, there's a little bit of selfishness that for me, I, I, I take a bit of a pause sometimes when it's like, come on, let's go. It's like, Oh, right. We're doing this together. Okay. Let me slow down. No, I always say to my friends, like if I, if I'm going to get married, like that guy has to add a lot to my life <laughs> because my life's pretty good. Like, yeah. you know, I live on my own. I go out with my friends when I want. Like, you've got to add a lot of value because otherwise my life's pretty great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but I do also feel that, yeah, I definitely had catching up to because I didn't do anything in high school or college as far as dating. So, yeah, my mid 20 is very similar. Like, it was you know, first boyfriend, first everything, yeah. first, uh, how, how do you talk through a fight? Like <laughs> for me, every, and you know, this is another thing. And I, and I don't know, you had a similar, but like, I felt like I didn't really even know what a successful relationship looked like, what a healthy relationship looked like. I probably, a lot of my behaviors mirrored my dad's or mirrored my mom's at times. And that didn't work for them. And, and I think I fell into that trap of like, I'm a great person exactly who I am. It should work. Someone come and get this. And then people are <laughs> like, 
what the like this is terrible i can't do this i couldn't do this for months and months or let alone years and years like and it took me many years to like shed bad habits to learn like like you said how to work out of arguments versus like well that's that's that that didn't work out too well or let's let's move on it it took me a while to real or even to like recognize that maybe like my parents own relationship had an effect on how i act in relationships yeah i think there's still times even today where i have to check myself a bit because for my parents again it all goes back to like how our parents screwed us up (laughs) because my parents' marriage, I felt was perfect. Oh, yeah. Like they were super cute together. They were planning their retirement. They went on date nights. Like I thought their marriage was great. So when my dad left, it was just like world flipped upside down. So I think for me, especially in my 20s, I didn't trust men. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I would put walls up really quickly if I even got the hint that something seemed off um so yeah even today i'm always like nope you've you've got to not put walls up like let somebody in um it's just it's so weird because your parents shape so much of how you are especially as an early adult i don't think you really start yeah you don't start figuring that shit out till you're in your 30s and you know the worst part about that and you mentioned like how you thought what you thought your parents relationship was until until it ends um, and, yeah. and I feel like like that with adults that you looked up to in general, that it takes a good bunch of years or until you're in your adulthood to realize, oh, they don't know what they're talking about. Yeah, they were faking. They're it. making it up. They, too. Were, they were totally faking it. They had no idea yeah. what they're doing. <laughs> um, So you thought that this was going to be you thought this was you were so worried that this was going to be boring I was nothing to talk about and we have just when you asked me thing. to do this two years ago I was like I don't even remember with it again like okay. I'm gonna have nothing to talk about to be fair to you I guess though you know when I asked you to do this two over two years ago almost three you <laughs> were to be the very first guest on the podcast you were gonna, know, you were gonna you. be yeah you uh <laughs> and it, I had so I, I had booked Mike Clyburn to to do the show yep yeah. And uh, and then I booked you and we had picked like a day before Mike because you were coming to town. I was there for work. Yeah. And I thought, how cool is this? Like, I'll, I'm going <laughs> to knock Lauren right off on this list here. And she's coming. She's going to be from North Carolina. Like back then we were doing them on per all, on person pre COVID, all that. So I'm thinking like, I got to see everyone in person. That's how it, Zoom wasn't a thing and all that. So I'm just like, oh, yeah. And then I never I honestly I didn't think it was ever going to happen every it time didn't. it didn't until now i thought i couldn't believe it i like I, I i threw out like a half half-hearted beg almost and you're like yes i'll do it i actually i think i might have been drunk the other night when you asked me and i'm like sure why not so, so you got me on a good on a good day yes. i'm pretty sure i was drunk ah perfect <laughs> like okay i've listened to a couple i can do this yes See, we went, we made it through okay, unscathed. (laughs) Well, I say that, and then the last thing to do, though, is to to look at the yearbook. Oh, God. Do I have the Hillary haircut? I probably have the Hillary haircut. 
I, oh no, I have the bob. Oh, I look like a baby. My God, Lauren Michelle Davis. There I, I am. Look, I think you look the same, to be honest. Thanks. Yeah, the hair. I mean, the hair's uh, longer, but I think you look pretty much the same. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> you've got FBLA from ten to twelve. Did you? Oh, future business leaders of America. Mm-hmm. Learn anything in that? Not that I remember. There you go. <laughs> Sounds about right. Trojan Times, you worked on the paper because you thought you were going to be in journalism, but that you weren't here in ninth grade, were you? No. So they put down. Yeah. They, did you do the newspaper in Kentucky? I did. So they must have put you probably like maybe you put down newspaper or something and they transferred that in because I've seen that oh. with other students. If they had an activity in another in another school, they still trans, trans uh. you know, transferred into whatever was a hicken slang okay. was. Um. <laughs> And then you've got the National Honor Society for 12th grade. So you were, you even were doing though I, all right. I did all right, despite, even though I hated AP history. Yeah, despite Miss <laughs> McLaughlin trying to sink it. <laughs> right. Uh, this is pretty interesting. You've got a quote from Unknown. There are always two choices, two paths, two takes. One's easy, and its only reward, and its only reward is that it's easy. I definitely went the difficult path in life. <laughs> there you go. And it's worked out pretty well. There you go. So, yeah, like when you're talking about, you know, you're owning a home, you're happy, you got your meetup groups, and yeah, you good got friends. it going. Yeah, and, and, you yeah. Got your, and you got your pets. So, you're. I'm really happy to hear that my quote in high school did not say little. <laughs> no, yeah, no, it's pretty. You don't know where it comes from, though, do you? No. It's an unknown quote. All right, we'll have to Google it later. Yeah. Um, and and then your goodbyes are, Dad, I'll, I'll always love you. Mom and John, you are my world. I love you. Shell, thanks for being there. Shell was my best friend in Kentucky that I took to the Bahamas. Oh, okay. Wow. Oh, I'm going to have to send that. Yeah. So That's you, fair. um, yeah. And like you said, no friends, so no initials. <laughs> I snort when I laugh. Sorry. Right. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> I mean, you have to have good perspective to be laughing about having no friends. <laughs> yeah, you know what, though? Uh, some of these, some people will have, like, tons of initials in there, and they only know, like, 10% of the initials that wow. are in there. You know, it's, um, I think, you know, considering, you know, what you went through and knowing firsthand, especially with, like, you know, parental stuff and how tough that can be and, um. Man, you came out like you came out really fun. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's a positive. That wasn't a question. That's a positive. That's a that's an <laughs> that's an affirmative declaration. You have a good declarative time? statement. Yeah, Heck you're yeah. fun. <laughs> uh, Lauren, thank you so much. This was great. I'm so glad that we that we got to do this. I'm so sorry for being so rude. Graduation week. It's okay. I was the asshole. <laughs> You were not you as a. Prob you yeah. probably distracted me. You're good. You were not the. Uh, you were not as anonymous as you as you think. Because when I tell this story to other people, people are like, "Yeah, you didn't know Lauren Davis." Like, no. <laughs> Everyone's just like, "Seriously?" And I'm like, "Yeah." And everyone, oh. and and not only that, everyone that I've told the story to, uh, always just is like, "I can't believe you did." Like, I would be, I would be mortified. I would never talk oh. to you again. So. 
thank you for being forgiven. You're very welcome. <laughs> All right. That was my conversation with Lauren Davis. When I talk to classmates who didn't have a large group of friends or a big social life in school, I get a little bit of apprehension before doing the podcast of what will we talk about? I'm not going to be as fun or entertaining. Uh, no one's going to remember me. But I got to tell you, I never expected to go into this realm of conversation. And it's why I love doing the podcast so much. Here is someone like Lauren, who I have zero knowledge of. Admittedly, our last week of high school, I look her in the face and tell her I don't know who she is. And we had some real similarities growing up with our family, with our parents. And I really enjoy being able to have such an honest conversation about how our parents' relationships with each other affected us back in high school and continue to affect us in our adult years. These topics aren't planned. I never really know what we're going to get into. So I got to thank Lauren for being open and comfortable enough to share that with me and have a great discussion about something that I don't get to talk very often about on the podcast. And of course, if you want to see this conversation with myself and Lauren, check out her Cavalier and her cat, youtube.com slash redshirtplaya. Subscribe to the channel, like the video, all that stuff. And of course, at We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram and Facebook. And don't forget to go fill out that poll for the class of 2001, 21st reunion. In two weeks, I'll be back with another conversation. I'm 90% sure who the guest will be, but I'm working on a couple other things that may end up adjusting the schedule. So I'm going to hold off on announcing it just yet. But again, at We Weren't Friends in High School on Instagram, we'll give you the early bird peek before the episode comes out. All right, that is it for me. I will see everyone in two weeks on a Monday morning. Later.